Welcome to Go Into All the World with your host, Gary Griffinhagen. During Christmas and New Year's, Gary is going to focus on the Christmas story with a special focus on the miraculous events leading up to and after the birth of Christ. Gary will detail these truths believers today can take from Mary, Elizabeth, angels, and the others included in this account. Gary and I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Now, here's Gary. Well, listen, God bless you all. I appreciate you for joining me today. Um, this program is going to uh, air in Utah the day before Christmas, and it'll be a few days after Christmas on the podcast and in Texas. So God bless you all, and I hope your holiday season goes well. Um, as Russ mentioned today, I'm going to talk about the Christmas story, but I want to talk about I would call the miraculous events associated with this story some of them leading up to it, some of them during, and even some of them after the birth of Christ. And why do I do this? Well, first, I feel that every believer, and with maybe the unbelievers that we can share with, I think they need to understand that the miraculous is still possible, and miracles are still possible. Um, We hear people that have severe, if you want to call it diseases, or uh, attacks, or maybe severe emotional difficulties and things. And Sometimes doctors can heal them, so to speak, or they can be used to heal them. And sometimes a touch from God would even be better, or maybe it's what's really needed if there's a medical issue that can't be resolved or we haven't got the technology or the understanding yet. So anyways, I I, I want to include those today, and I did it last year, and I felt kind of led or desirous to do it again, that if we see the miraculous, okay, in the Christmas story and other areas, then we can begin to believe for it. And sometimes it takes greater faith. We all have the, the measure of faith, the Bible says, so we all have faith, but sometimes we have to develop our faith or, or learn to walk in it and things like that. Um, so again, I want to talk about these. And one other thing besides or why I say it's important, um, you know, God doesn't change. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he's the same uh, we can expect that what he did in the time of Christ, okay, or through Jesus, if you would, too, he can do today and would, would want to do today. He's a good father. You know, if you have a disease or something like that, we all desire to see our, our children healed or, you know, get better. And this, He's our good father. He's a good God, okay? And he has the same desire, too. He doesn't want you sick and, you know, kind of down and stuff like that or maybe emotionally distressed or down and things. So God is the same as a good parent and stuff. And remember, there's there's a lot of gifts, and I'm just going to kind of go through the gifts real quickly. And this is in 1 Corinthians 12, 14. It said there, or sorry, 12, 4. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. By the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Notice, they're given gifts, but it's for the profit of all people. Profit of all, all right? Not just myself or my little group or clique or whatever. And the Bible says, For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, and to the other, uh, or to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So the Holy Spirit is going to give people gifts, and they didn't like die out or stop, okay? He didn't say he's going to give them to for a season or something like that. He says he's going to give us gifts. 
remember, Jesus went about destroying the works of the devil. And when we see the works of the devil in our society today, we see murders, we see rapists, we see people that go in and shoot up schools and all kind of whacked out things, all right? They need help. And sometimes, again, maybe it's beyond, so to speak, where we are mentally or in some of our mental health units and things like that. So maybe a touch of the hands or something like that. And remember that Jesus said, when you go into all the world, he wants us to preach the gospel, make disciples, and teach people. But, you know, he didn't stop there. He said, he who believes, okay, all right, and when we go into all the world, we that believe are going to be able to cast out devils. Uh, we're going to lay hands on the six. We're going to pick up deadly things. And again, when you start seeing some of the difficulties in my mind in society, I want to know there's a God that will cast out devils. I want to know there's a God if I can lay hands on the sick and things like that. So again, as you hear these stories today, kind of keep in the background that Jesus went out to destroy the works of the devil. He told us we could do those same things too, especially like in healing and deliverance and stuff. And finally, there's people, when they have a need, it's like the lady with the issue of blood. When they have that type of need, okay, they want to touch Jesus. And guess what? If they're not in a church or in a place maybe they know about Jesus or can kind of fellowship with him or be born again, they can touch Jesus through us. They can come to us and we can give them some of these gifts or maybe lay hands on them. Uh, you know, obviously, we want to also share salvation and things. So that's the background today. I'm going to go ahead and start with the Christmas story in Luke. Here's verses 1, 26 through 28. It's now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Here's kind of my critique of that or some comments. First of all, what type of miraculous or what type of events do we see in verses 26 through 28? Well, the first thing is, is an angel was sent by God. Well, uh, how many out there do you, how many of you believe that angels are sent or can be sent or would be sent? And again, who sent the angel? God. So it's God our Father that sent it. It's not some, you know, kind of spirit or some kind of weird thing. God sent them for a specific purpose. And again, if God can send an angel to one person, can we believe and expect, okay, that he sent another angel or maybe multiple angels? Next, uh, the angel came in and the angel spoke. Again, the angel was like a person. Hey, I got something to say to you, da-da-da-da, highly favored one and things like that. And again, the angel spoke some wonderful things. Remember, if, if, if an angel can came, when I say remember, think about that. If, you, if an angel can come to Mary, how about an angel coming to you or me? What if one of us was in need or God wanted to express something to us and he sent us an angel? Can we believe that? Um, and I, I wanted to share a couple times, and I, if you've been with the program, you know when an angel came into my life. And the first time, if you remember, I was at the tennis courts. I was a tennis coach at Silverado High School in California. I was trying to figure out one of my girl players. or was, was Her serve was off, and I was kind of looking at the stroke above her head. Where is she swinging? And, you know, where's the throw? Maybe the toss of the ball and things like that. So I'm kind of looking up, and all of a sudden my head just got shoved down to look at her feet. Well, her feet were aimed wrong, and that was the problem. But the girl could tell that I was looking up, and she knew that an angel had shoved my head down. 
And again, I mentioned, you know, I'm a Christian and some of the girls on the teams were Christian. So people were kind of thinking or they kind of had some idea, Christian lines. But as soon as this girl saw it, she took off running and went to every player, every court, just run around. And Angel pushed his head down and Angel pushed his head down. And the players are like talking about it and stuff. And I said, it was true. I was not looking at her feet at all. The second time, um, I was in a Maverick store. I, I grabbed a soda, and I went to the nearest of two lines and, you know, going to get ready to pay. And all of a sudden, this loud voice said, switch lines. I mean, it was loud. And I looked at the direction of the voice. I think it was kind of towards the north or the east in this Maverick store, and there was nobody there. And then my mind went, that must have been an angel, because it was, <laughs> again, it was loud. Then I'm kind of looking around, thinking, I wonder if other people heard it. Well, nobody else heard it, because there was a number of people in the store. So I switched lines, and if you remember the story, the clerk in the second line was LDS. She had a Christian boyfriend, and she had just gone to his church. Well, I knew the church that they'd gone to was kind of cool. I mean, I know the church is a good church. So anyways, as I was sitting in the line, I was able to encourage her and explain some of the things about church and Christianity and maybe a different couple things about LDS. And really, it was quite wonderful. We talked for a few minutes, and I can see, why did the angel tell me to switch lines? Well, he knew this girl needed some help or could use some help, and I was there. Okay, so Gary, switch lines and talk to her. Do some of the works of God. Yeah, you came in to get a soda, maybe you're real tired or thirsty, whatever, but there's a work of God that can be done, and that's why the angel said switch lines. So again, I encourage you, you begin to believe for these things or begin to think about them. Maybe the first step is to think about these things. Begin to see them in Scripture and then begin to pray, God, in that Gary guy on the radio and the podcast, he's saying these things. I want to have faith in these things. And maybe someday you'll have, you'll have an angel talk to me or an angel tell me, hey, switch lines or go to Walmart instead of Target or something like that because there's somebody at Walmart that God's prepared. All right, let's go on to verses uh, this is again Luke 1, 29-33. But when she, Mary, saw him, she was troubled at a saying, and considered what manner of greeting was this. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom will be no end. So that's just a wonderful statement uh, that the angel made to Mary. But let's look at some of the miraculous in this thing. Okay, so first of all, what did the angel do? He comforted Mary. He, he recognized, okay, or maybe it was a she angel anyways. The angel recognized, all right, that there was some fear there. Maybe it could just kind of in Mary's comments or things like that. So if God wants to send us an angel, I think a lot of times it's a good thing. Next thing, the angel and Mary have a conversation, which continues in the following verses, and we'll look at those in a minute. But let me ask you a question, listeners. How many times in your life have you seen a teenager, a teenage girl, and an angel having a conversation, or a teenage boy and an angel having a conversation? Not just like one word. They're like dialoguing back and forth. Have you ever even heard of something like that or thought about something like that? And here we are in the Christmas story. It's telling us this angel came to Mary, said this is what's going to happen. She was a little concerned, and he, the angel explained it. And then again, ended up with some wonderful things. So if God can send an angel to a teenager back in Jesus' time, guess what? God can send an angel to a teenager or some of us. All right. 
All right, verses one, I'm sorry, chapter 134 through 35. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Again, this is kind of a wonder if we want to call it prophecy or just this is foretelling what's going to happen. So what do we see in verses 34 and 35? Well, there's a whole bunch of people that claim or they don't believe that there's a God. Well, if they think of these verses, if they receive them or, you know, kind of understand them and you don't necessarily believe them or kind of consider them, here's what they should think, okay? There's a teenage girl. She's not known a man. She's going to bear a son. Well, guess what? There's never been a virgin birth in, in that era. There's never been one before and not after. Now, we know we can do some artificial semination or seeding these days, but apart from that, having a child without knowing a man or, you know, so to speak, having relations with a man is impossible. But the virgin birth is well known. We know it in song. So we can see that only a God could do that and only our God could do that, a good God. He could impregnate Mary through the Holy Spirit and she could bear a son. So if you tell people about that, let them think about that. A virgin birth is impossible, a totally impossible, okay? Again, we have seeding now and different technology type things, but obviously back then they didn't have anything like that. Well, and this, this virgin birth, there's a couple other factors about it that to me, uh, one to kind of, so to speak, make me uh, stop and think a little bit, and hopefully you can tell this to others. This birth not only happened, it was prophesied many years in advance. Well, think about, here's some people that are going to prophesy something, and the prophecies that we know, they were very accurate, and they were kind of miraculous and things like that. Well, remember, these prophets who spoke this prophecy had never seen, they'd never heard of a virgin birth. No one had. Okay? So here they are laying their lives on the line saying, there's going to be a kid, a babe, born of a virgin. Again, nobody ever heard of that or even conceived of that. It wasn't something like floating around society in old Jerusalem or Rome or, or something like that. So they, they went out on a limb. Then they said, okay, this is when it's going to happen, or here's how it's going to happen, and be in a, you know, a manger, and da-da-da-da-da. So to me, this proves that there is a God. Who alone could inspire a virgin birth, something that had never even been conceived of before or, or even thought of, okay? Well, anyways, and the final thing in this particular section here to me is that this birth or this son is going to, or this child is going to be called the Son of God. Well, we all kind of know that. How miraculous is that? Is This is a, a human, okay, born to a human woman, and, and, and basically this is the Son of God. So he was both a human and he was both divine. And that to me is amazing also. The Son of God would come down in a manger, okay, in a swaddling clothes, all right? And here's the guy that's going to save us and lead us and all these kind of things and lay down his life for us. All right, well, let's go to verse 138. And Mary said, and I want you to listen very carefully to this. Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed. Well, here's why I think this is very important. Mary recognized, okay, as she talked to the angel, that she was a maidservant of the Lord. In the last few programs, uh, you know, many of the recent programs, we talked about how important it is to know your identity. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ and things like that. We want to know that. Then we want to walk in that. And exactly what Mary did. She said, I'm a maidservant of God. 
and she was ready to carry out that call. She got over that little fear when the angel first came and said, this is what the angel said to me. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to walk this out. I am the maidservant of God. We know she made the great kind of song a little bit later on, but she knew her place, okay? And I'm encouraging you to listen to anybody that's listening or if you're a believer, I encourage you to press in. Either hear God's call or maybe you've already started walking out. Continue to walk out that call. Continue to say, I want to press in. I want to so to speak, seek out. I want to do what God wants me to do, or kind of, if you want to call it, become who he wants me to become. Once you find out what it is, then we encourage you, just like Mary, walk in that, okay? And the last part there, it says the angel departed. So the angel that brought the word departed. Again, how many times have we heard of an angel coming or an angel departing? Are you familiar with any stories like that? Okay, the next part here, this one, it says, Mary, in my notes, Mary heard from God about her position, about her life, that she could bear a child, not just any child, but a special child, the Son of God. She heard from God. And if you're familiar with Travis Williams, okay, a, a, a kind of a country-type Christian singer, all right, he played a little, I want to tell a little bit about his story. He played Southern rock for a lot of years. He kind of toured and things like that. And after, I think, 20 years or so, he and his wife realized a change was needed, you know, on the road a lot and maybe away from home and da-da-da-da-da. But anyways, they got involved in a church and then praised God for that. And somehow uh, there was like a, a chance to go on a prison visit. His wife and some people went, and she was just like, I'm on a captivite, or she was very excited about it that and she came back and told Travis, hey, I think you should go on the next prison visit with me. Well, he wasn't that excited, if you want to call it that. But his wife signed him up, and he ended up going. And then God began to speak to him. And I don't know how often he goes to prisons, but that's part of what he does now as a believer and stuff. And if you know Travis Williams, he'd come up, and if you want to know his ministry and his song, he and a few others were inspired to write one of, I would call one of the most powerful Christian songs, one of the most powerful Christian anthems of all time, called Chain Breaker. And I, I will try to share some time. I mean, the song's amazing, but I'll try to share some time the story behind it because I recently heard it and realized so again, Travis, okay, just like Mary, he realized this is who I am. This is what I've called to do. You know, he wanted to do something. I think he, in his comments, he said he wanted to say, uh, come up with a song that would be kind of heard around the world. Well, he did. He came up with Chain Breaker, and it's a very, very famous song. It's heard around the world. So just like Mary, he had something special inside. And you know, for some of you, I feel inspired to say, some of you think my life is just kind of normal. Well, you know what? Your life may be normal, but one day, you may have a chain breaker song one day you may have a birth of a vision or something like that kind of like mary have something inside of you that you're carrying something you that you want to share with the world something that will set the world free or maybe change the world or change a lot of lives think about these words today and take it in heart i I've, again i feel very impressed to say that that don't just think your life is normal okay Go ahead where you're at, but trust that God, just like with Travis Williams and Mary, he can bring something powerful and wonderful, a chain breaker song that goes around the world. And the final thing that both Mary and Travis said, they said, let it be done according to your word. When God speaks something to, uh, to you, maybe about a song or a prison ministry, or maybe you see something in the word, 
when you see that or press in and say that, okay, this is what God's word said, let it be to me, a maidservant, a singer, let it be to me according to your word. And we do that. You can have great power, you know. One thing that, that helps me, and I'll just real quickly for the radio program, you know, Russ Easter, the, the station manager, he encouraged me a number of years ago and said, I'd, I'd like to offer you a program. Well, at first I wasn't sure, and I, I kind of waited a year or two before I did it. But then I did it, and now I begin to see I've got a podcast that's going around the world. I've got all kind of things I'm hearing from different people. So Russ offered me this thing, and one day I took it, okay? And here's my maidservant moment. I'm going to be uh, on radio, and now I'm on radio in Texas and getting thousands of replays. And again, the podcast is going to all these different countries. So just like me, okay, and Travis and Mary, you may be someone listening today. You may be someone as you hear this message sometime. Meditate on it and let God begin to speak to you. Yeah, I've got a, quote, maidservant kind of role for you someday, or I've got a song That'll touch many, many lives. So just keep walking with me, and one day it'll happen. Well, let's go on to verses 39 through 45. It said, Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Well, brothers and sisters and listeners, I just really want you to think about this statement. This is an incredible, so to speak, six verses here. What do we see in these verses, all right? When Mary spoke, the babe leaped. I don't think that's normal. Somebody comes in to visit. Now, maybe your mom or dad might speak to you, or your, your, your dad's there and your mom, you're inside your mom's womb. That's one thing. But this was an outsider, came in, and somehow the baby heard. And by the way, you're going to find out later on, it says the baby, John, was filled with the Holy Spirit in the mother's womb. Well, that's incredibly. I'm, I've never heard of that. I'm not sure anybody ever says. Well, the second thing here, it says Mary I mean, sorry, excuse me, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So Mary walks in, says something, immediately Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you listening, how often have you ever heard of that? That's not the normal way that people get filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? A lot of times we pray for people or we tarry, we do different things. But again, just someone talking or greeting, suddenly I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, if you remember the story of Peter and Cornelius, he was, it's, it's a little bit the same. He was like talking to them. But, you know, remember, he preached and kind of gave a history of Jesus and things like that and maybe shared, you know, 20 or 30 verses with them. And suddenly they started speaking in tongues. That was a little bit different. Here's just a simple greeting and, whoa, she's filled. All right. Think about the next thing here is, again, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the program, of course, was prophecy. Here's what Elizabeth said, blessed are you among women. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but back in those days, there was no cell phones. There were no data machines or I'm going to text you or do things like that. How did Elizabeth know and speak that Mary was the mother of her Lord? Think about that. Elizabeth knew and said it out loud that Mary was the mother of her Lord. They hadn't talked. She just walked in. All right. Next thing it says in my notes, it says her Lord. How did Elizabeth know? How did Elizabeth know that, again, this was the Lord inside? All right? It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It revealed things to her. It showed things to her. And I'm going to go ahead and talk for a couple examples in my life. And I know I'm, I'm getting near the end of the program. But I want to show you a couple examples of, of how God moved through me. And it was the power of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't something I naturally knew. Well, the first story, if you remember, and I'll probably end here with this, was I was passing out tracks in a pizza restaurant. When I got to the beer garden, I looked at a lady. I started to give her a tract, and I said, this lady doesn't need a tract. She needs prayer. As soon as I said that, I knew in my spirit, I'm going to have her stand up. She's going to get slain in the spirit, which means she's going to fall down. Well, guess what? She stood up. I prayed. She went boom down on the ground. All right, both of those came to pass. I sensed what was needed, and I prayed for her. And guess what? She was instantly delivered. Well, listen, I'm going to have to end here and continue the program next week. Well, God bless you all. I thank you so much for listening. And I encourage you to think about some of the things that were said. There may be a Travis Williams out there. There may be a Mary out there, an Elizabeth, someone that God wants to use. Let this program be an encouragement, and God bless you. Hope you have a great Merry Christmas and a great holiday time. See you next week as we go into all the world.